Well, Stacy, we're back for another episode of whatever the heck this is. Yes, <laughs> we're oh, still trying that's to figure a good, out that's a good title. Whatever the heck, this whatever is. the heck this is. Okay, I like, I like it. it. Do you like that? I think we just figured it out. Okay, welcome to Thank what you the, whatever the heck this is. Yes, with Jason Brown and I'm Stacy Powell's, and we are happy to have Lisa Cox here. She is the public information officer for the Inyo National Forest. Hi, Lisa. Hello. And so good to be here with you guys. So you came from SoCal, right? What yes. parts? So I worked on the San Bernardino National Forest. Mm-hmm. So well, I want a question. So oh, San yes. now. that oh. would be the Angeles National oh, Forest. So I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. So we don't know when this is going to actually air, but right I now in March, we and now in March, um, there's a like a you know what show going on up there. I mean, if you were there right now, would you? Okay, so you're dealing with the snow here, and you there, you were you would have dealt with the snow in San Bernardino, but there are people yes. that have been locked in their houses. Right. Yeah. My heart is aching for the people going through the storms on the San Bernardino Mountains right now. Wow. San Gorgonio um, is what I meant. San Gorgonio. Great, yeah, great right. mountain to hike. Oh, I do highly really recommend. It's, uh, it's uh, just a little <laughs> south of Big Bear and it's what, 10,000 feet? It's 11.5. Oh so it's the tallest peak in Southern California. Yeah. Oh. And then we have the tallest peak in the United States yeah. right here on Mount Lower 48. So lower 48. Yes. Go, instead of uh, Alaska. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. right now you're up. Is this your first year with Inu? Yes. So okay. I started my detail with this forest last May. Okay. Uh, and then I applied for the permanent and I got it. So oh, awesome. happy. Yeah, I'm super happy. I love living here. I'm just so glad I made the change. <laughs> that is so this great. Is so great. Well, yeah. welcome. Yeah. And welcome you. to this show, whatever the heck is we're going to call it. Uh, we just decided it. We just... Whatever the heck this is. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See how we're perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Menopause brain. Okay. <laughs> so you sent me this great email with all this stuff we want to talk about. But um, since this is going to be... It's a three-hour show right there. It is a three-hour show. It's a lot. Let's just, let's just start with the first thing. So... Um, Okay, well, there's all these things. So there's the priority yes. is that the Forest Service always has so much going on, it's hard to f- figure yes. out where to start. So do you want to start with the public input for the OHV? Uh, well, that's a quick one to get out of the way. Okay. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah, so our OHV program, we applied for the state grant. There's a lot of organizations applying for that grant. We do every year. It's our main funding source to run our, o- our off-highway vehicle program well, here on the forest. You're the give the money out. No, the state does. Oh, okay. And so we applied for a grant in order to manage that program. So it's open for public comment um, from now until May 1st. So So we all have to air it before May 1st. (laughs) So if the public is interested in providing input on how we should best manage our OHV program and what should be prioritized, fixed, whatever, we want your comments. An example. Give us an example. (laughs) If there's a particular road that you see needs extra attention. Buttermilk. Yeah, and you want it well, depending on where exactly it is. Um, the Bureau of Land Management is also is also applying for this grant. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about the buttermilks in the OHV land area, you would want to submit your comment to that grant application. Okay. So they they have a grant, we have a grant, and then our law enforcement division has another grant themselves that they're applying for in order to patrol and monitor. You know. Um, OHV behavior and stuff. So idiots on the land, basically. (laughs) Well, dealing with enforcing (laughs) our regulations. I don't see this as being a quick subject because (laughs) most of all these roads that we would all be commenting on have all been washed out. So that's a great point you bring up. um, And it's just something to keep in mind. It it doesn't matter. We still want your comments. So if you have been recreating on a particular area that's near and dear to your heart and you'd like to see improvements on it, we want to hear about it. So it doesn't matter if it's washed out or not. Just go ahead and submit it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we can't talk about that person who went on the road that was washed out in the buttermilks recently, and everybody's passing around that video. I saw that. Of him and his huge Jeep. And that huge Jeep. Yes, I saw that. No, but I won't say who it was, but one of the things on here they said about these washed out roads is to turn around. Turn around. Not to to go onto the brush and and destroy other Right, our biggest. So, Mm -hmm. stay off the dang road. You don't, these people think it's a challenge, you know, they go down. Yeah. Well, they get stuck. Yeah, we know that part of the fun in doing OHV is getting stuck and learning how to get out. But in this case, if you um, if you do that or go around the main roads in order to avoid dangerous washouts, you're going to create, number one, more safety issues for yourself. Right. Um, and number two, it's just going to create more work for us to do in the future. So right. please, please and do not. The first responders that need to it be is. Right mm-hmm. So please, if you do get to a road washout, just turn around and go somewhere else, please, because we're getting to it. Okay. Make your public comment. <laughs> yeah, go make your public comment by May 1st. That's right. Okay, so um, do we want to talk about what the Inyo is doing with regarding these storms? What kind of snow yeah. action? And because we know what Caltrans has been doing. We know the Hyatt Patrol and Caltrans has all been doing to, you know, with our local snowplow people. Yeah. But what have, what has the Inyo been doing with this storm? Yeah, so um, since uh, March 9th, uh, Cal Fire t- uh, Team 2 has been here and deployed out to this region to work with county officials and making sure people are safe and um and that kind of side of it um as far as the forest is um forest goes um we've had some involvement in that with our our fire incident management team members but the forest itself has its own type three incident command team so that was activated on wednesday and Mm -hmm. so what that consists of is a fire management organization and incident command team that um, uses the same type of management uh, techniques in order to mitigate problems for any emergency incident. So while this isn't considered an emergency yet, Mm -hmm. it is considered a huge issue that we need to address from snow, snowfall impacts all the way down to road washouts. So we're, we're covering all of that. So our engineering crew is out today surveying roads across the forest so we can triage and figure out what we're going to do first. You know, speaking of the Cal Fire, so we have, we live in Mammoth, on, and Old Mammoth, and right above uh-huh. us is the Bluffs. Okay. And it's not forest land, it's private land, because the guy above us owns up to our property. But there is a um, cornice. There's okay. an avalanche. It's an avalanche around behind our house. And the wow. cornice, I looked up yesterday as I was shoveling, I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. And so I got on the phone with the Mammoth Lakes Fire Department and they're sending the Cal Fire people up to take a look at it. Yeah. And she's like, you might have to evacuate. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I said, I, I, just stop it. Blow it up or something. You know, do whatever you do just to stop the cornice. But it's a it's a big issue for people because she said, I think it's forest land. I said, no, it's not forest land. I said, you know, our property's yeah. mean. You know, and if right you want to know if you're on forest service land or not, if you're curious, you can download... Um, a ground truth map that's geo-referenced in your area on Avenza or any other truth map. Yeah, like it's a geo-referenced map. So if you download our forest visitor map, it's geo-referenced to your area. So you can get that on Avenza for free. Um, So if you're ever navigating out in the forest and you want to know where you are, it's free to navigate that. Um, I think the visitor center map itself is uh, five bucks. Um, but you can download our motor vehicle use map, and that's free. And oh, you can cool. um, figure out where you are that way, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Motor know. motor vehicle use map. Yeah, that's our that's a 
there's a lot of those. There's probably like 15 separate motor vehicle use maps for all the different sections of the forest. Okay, so you can navigate without cell service um, using satellite um, to navigate where you are in the forest. And for any OHV rider and hiker, we highly recommend downloading those. I use them every single time I'm out in the forest. Hmm. So awesome. Yeah, it's good to know. Yay. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to have to have you back a hundred times here. Check, check, check. check, check. check. So uh, let's talk about beetle kill. Do we want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm sure many people are concerned about the dead and dying trees around the forest and, you know, has increased throughout the years due to drought exacerbating beetle kill. You work with White Bark Institute, don't you? Correct. They're a partner of ours. Yeah. So we have some exciting news regarding our partner at the White Bark Institute and Mammoth. So they just secured a grant from the Sierra Nevada Conservancy, about $4 million additional dollars wow. to implement current plans that we have to reducing fuels around Mammoth Lakes and, and specifically Rad's Meadow. So that's really exciting. That work is going to start we're, um, phasing in or actually going out to work in, in 2024. Um, but we have different phases of that project. So. Sounds like so far away, but it's really next. Yeah, I mean, right now we're currently writing um, the environmental assessment for that, the Eastern Sierra Climate and Communities Resilience Project, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Donut Project, because um, <laughs> it's like in the shape of a donut around the town of Mammoth Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is part of that pr- project. So um, they're, all of our partners, I mean, we, we can't do this work without our partners, period. So that's good. Yeah, it's really I mean, good I mean, news. It's not good that you can't, but it's good that you Wait, you have partners to work with. Did I just like space out, or did I miss something about the road going down from top of Mammoth Mountain to Red's Meadows? Is that what we're? No. Is that Correct. part of that? That's the area. Mm-hmm. That's the area. Okay. 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 Yes, we are mitigating. We are mitigating fuels along that road down to Red's Meadow and in Red's so Meadow. About, about the road work. That's road separate. Work. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's still going to continue to move forward whenever we can get access to that area. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, the Forest Service owns season. Well, the Forest Service yes. owns the road that, okay, so Old Mammoth Road stops mm-hmm. near my house in Old Mammoth, and then it hits Lake Mary Road. And then that road, we're always like, when is that going to open? When is that going to open? And the Forest Service always says, when we can figure out how to clean up what happened there. So, I'm real curious as to what you know, what damage has been done uh, now to that. Right, right. And we won't see until the snow, snow melts. melts and we start getting in there. So it could very well be undercut by very, very much. Strange. I mean, yeah, it's still a ton of snow up there. Yeah. I can only imagine the depth of snow at that I'll elevation. tell you, it's 40 feet in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you right now. Yeah, we know now. what it is on Mammoth Mountain, so just yeah. imagine. So, um, but the good news is, I mean, it is on a west-facing slope um, mm-hmm. in that meadow, so... The sun should hit it pretty well. 
Um, we have awarded um, the contract. We have found a contractor to do the Reds Meadow reconstruction project. Um, but they, we haven't figured out a schedule yet because we don't know when we're, they're going to get in there. So would you guys snowmobile to check it out down there? I'm not sure. Uh, that sounds like the only viable option at this point. Okay. I'll volunteer. I, I was going to say, <laughs> no fair. I was going to do that. And everyone is free to cross-country ski up there as much oh, no, as you no, like. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. So let's go so back to the way. Beetle Kill. So in, you yes. said that the Beetle Kill area, there's a big one by Inyo Craters right now. Yes, yeah, so we already did quite a bit of fuels work on the trail and the road leading to the trailhead. Um, there's still a lot of downed wood that can be collected for personal fuel wood. Mm -hmm. uh, you just got to make sure you get your permit um, whenever we open permits, which I think won't be till May. Um, and then around like the eastern side, we have additional um, funds to um, to mitigate those trees too. So we are going to have even more fuel wood for people um, to collect this summer. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do we need to get a permit if we're just getting kindling? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> we go out to the forest and because we find these dead trees that have been there for years. That's the best kindling wood. Yeah. So, yeah, anything larger than a grocery bag, any sort of forest product you're going to collect larger than the grocery bag, you're, you're going to need a permit. Um, larger than a grocery bag? Yeah, like a little... So if hypothetically <laughs> per day, well, per day, <laughs> hypothetically, if somebody hypothetically fills up the back of their Subaru with kindling, they need a permit? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will so, tell that person. Yeah. That permit's they... only $15 and it does go towards funding okay. that program. So. And they get them at the visitor center? You can get them at the visitor centers. Um, I believe you can online. do it on. I believe you can do it online yeah. now. Um, okay. I did if my you, Christmas tree cut down this last time. Yeah, we cut a year ago. Online? Yeah. Was it through the Humboldt Toyabi? You printed out. Yeah. I thought you cut your Christmas tree online. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's a new. That's new. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Man, everything's virtual these days. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we don't have Christmas tree permit um, system on this forest because it doesn't match. The, we don't have the volume that we would need in order to, to okay, sustainably yeah, so do that. Humble Toyabi. Okay. Yep, they do it. So, All right. mm -hmm. Bad information I just gave. Yeah, okay. so the Sierra Nevada Conservancy is the one that's been awarding these grants to do the fuels work with Red's Meadow and with Inyo Craters. So um, the California Deer Association secured a grant from them to do the other side of Inyo Crater. I'm so, confused. Yeah. There's a lot of grant, grant yes. trading. Point <laughs> is, we're grateful for our partners at White Bark Institute and California Deer Association for securing that funding to get, make this work happen. So, okay. Yay. Great. Does, do, is it the Forest Service that, um, that rate your, or watches the grouse, the sage grouse? It so that's on. a... That's a multi-agency effort. The sage-grouse okay. monitoring, that's between BLM Forest Service and Fish and Wildlife Service. So if there's sage-grouse on private land, because we have it on our backyard, we have sage-grouse. Mm. Do we need to call the Forest Service or say, hey, there's grouse here? Do we need to like count them or something for you guys? Or? No, we have teams working on that. Okay. Um, as, but as far as like reporting them, if you want to get involved, um, I think the Bureau of Land Management is the okay. best way to connect. I'm missing it. What's the deal behind the sage-grouse? They're, well, they're protected out by out in the Long Valley Caldera, right? Yeah. So, so wherever their leks are located is really the most important areas to protect. Um, so, you know, we just make sure that if there's any sort of 
you know, activities out there that they're not creating like purchase for predators or impacting the, you know, stuff right. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just curious because there is some land for sale kind of behind us on mm. the bluffs and we're trying to get the make that. Well, there's, there's, grout, there's grouse out there. There's sage grouse out there. We hear them. There's that thumping noise that they, that yeah. they make and we've yeah. seen the little ones running around and they're really neat. And there's deer up and yeah. down and up and down where we are. And so we're, it's a whole other story. So yeah, and they're not in danger. They're not federally listed yet. Okay. Um, but they're one of those species that we call like an umbrella species for the sage uh, sagebrush ecosystem so they're super important because if your sage grouse are healthy the sagebrush ecosystem is healthy okay yeah remember that jason <laughs> okay so um you sent me this email and you would you want to talk about something before you had uh, a forest-wide uh, uh staffing that you guys are hiring yeah so the hiring yeah we could touch on the hiring um we know that we're um we're no stranger in having difficulties hiring mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Eastern Sierra, as we all know, major housing shortage. It's high. It's Was hard to get people here. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's, it's, the, it's the hard to. Is? All the different public land agencies are competing. You have a lot of jobs open, but you can't get people to come fill. Right, them. and there's no place to, to live. Right. It's no, due to a lot of factors, um, but one of the factors is every public land agency is trying to compete for people who live here to work right. here. Um, so we're constantly struggling with that. Um, My son always wanted to yeah. work at the forest department. I don't know why he doesn't do it then. He lives here. Well, we're hiring, so. <laughs> Ethan, um, button. Ethan. Yeah. So yeah, we are we uh, our hiring effort to fill recreation techs to manage our rec facilities did not go well. So we're kind of in a scrambling mode to directly hire people when you and that facilities what are you talking about like you know campgrounds okay. um visitor services uh, or visitor centers it. um stuff like that maintenance are of our jobs with benefits or yeah they're seasonal oh, okay. but they have benefits and we are hiring one year-round person um you know coming up so march 20th we're doing another hiring um effort so it's the dates. I can't say with certainty, like dates of when jobs are going right. to be available. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is to bookmark our employment page on our website because I'm constantly updating it. <laughs> For the Inyo. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you go to the Inyo National Forest website go and click on or... work with us oh, okay. or uh, working with us and then click on employment, that's going to be the page you want to save. Um, you need to tell Ethan that. Mm -hmm. Look, we are going to want a, a seasonal job, though. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is um, sometimes even when you you got to get your foot in the door. Right. Yeah, so right. if you're if you prove if the person proves to be a really excellent employee, there's always funding somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I was a seasonal employee on the San Bernardino before I came here. I left a perm job for that seasonal job mm -hmm. and because I was doing a career switch. Um, but in the off season, there was so much funding in the OHV program from the state of California that I ended up working for the OHV program all winter. And then when the spring came up, I was a PIO again. So there is, uh, that's an example of like employees who really want to stick around and look for jobs. Like sometimes there is funding in other programs where they could be helping out. So, oh, so yeah. yeah, you could, it just depends on right. funding. You know, I can't say with any certainty, but yeah. No, there's so, always a way to stay here. No, Ethan should definitely. If, if you have this episode of This Crazy Life is also sponsored by Jaspin IT Consultants. 
Jaspin is trusted by financial firms, hospitals, and small businesses with over 30 years of experience, specializing in computer repair for PC and Mac, managed IT solutions, managed antivirus, servers, virtualization, networking, surveillance solutions, VoIP phone service, and digital signage. We are building a reputation for creating a positive return on investments for our clients. If you are serious about your business success, our team of professionals can get you there. Strategic thinking, personal attention, competitive prices, real-world results. Discover the Jaspin difference. Located at 249 North Main Street in Bishop, California, 760-872-2797 or on the web at www.jaspin.com. Drive to work for public lands and you love it, then you will you will find a way. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about the uh, Mono Lake Ranger District, the horses issue at Montgomery Pass. Mm-hmm. So um, we've... Wild horses. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't start that. La, 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 la. La, 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 <laughs> Says the music yes. clearance and licensing person sitting right next to you. <laughs> okay, why la, 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 la. <laughs> you can sing... Um, no, I was good. I come to Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Edit it later and kind of. No, no, he's not there. beeping it out. So, <laughs> okay. So, it's, and that's a Rolling Stone song. They, but it, right? Sorry. Just for everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was just the title. It didn't mean anything. Okay. Um, yes, the wild horse issue. I've been up and down Montgomery Pass several times and I've never seen horses there. Okay. I see them behind Mono Lake. You know, when you go yeah, back there the and you're problem. not supposed to find parrots <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, back there, but I've never seen them on Montgomery Pass. So yeah, what are they're not going to do like the helicopter thing where they like round them up and um, I'm not sure what techniques are going to be used to do an emergency gather in the near future. Um, we're still working that out. Um, we've been we've been going through a lot of back and forth with our lawyers and with BLM on figuring out the most uh, the best way to implement managing this herd. How many and it has not about? been easy. How many? How many? Um, the last count, the last census we did was in 2020, mm-hmm. and usually censuses are done via helicopter every every like three to five years. Okay. So we're hoping to do another count soon. We just we don't have that secured yet. Um, we're trying to get funding for it. Um, but I believe the count was around 600 or something, wow. which wow. the um, the AML or the um, the appropriate management level, fancy word, um, for how many are supposed to be out there. Mm-hmm. It's like 139 or something, mm-hmm. 160. Like, there's not supposed to be several hundred. Well, that's because COVID and everybody was home and they had nothing else to do but, you know. Let their horses out. <laughs> make make well, other horses. There could make be a new reasons why the herds increase, but they're, you know, they're healthy and starting to expand in other areas. Um, and it has become a problem with uh, like becoming a tourist attraction too. Well, yeah. And so definitely do not feed those horses. Yeah. Do not attract those horses. You're only going to endanger the life of the horse and making the problem harder to deal with in the future for us. Mm-hmm. We're doing our absolute best to get on this. It's just taken so long. Um and a lot of management wasn't done on this herd up until now. Right. So we're kind of playing catch up, really, really, on managing this herd. What do you do with them? Um, so right now they're going to, what we're hoping to do is um, gather them and hold them in a facility that we have in Ridgecrest to, for auction. Okay. So, but we don't know, we don't know what that's going to look like yet because 
We don't know what path we're taking in order to do the gather yet. So we're working with BLM on that. So um, Bureau of Land Management, their Wild and Horse and Burrow, Horse and Burrow program is way more advanced than ours. So we're trying to figure out how we can best partner with them on it. I, I don't like that word auction. Because <laughs> I think of Purina. No, no. They go to good home. I hope so. They don't become glue or... Okay. But uh, but we're also updating our management plan from the 80s. So that's something we're going to be hopefully doing soon. But it we just are so short-staffed in redoing that plan and doing going through the NEPA process for it that that's what we're stumbling over right now. So, so we'll get there eventually. There's so much to talk about. We've only got like, what, four minutes? Yeah. yeah. So what's the... What one you want to talk about yeah. in your last four minutes? Whew. Um, is it too early to talk about fuels reduction? Um, well, we kind of already touched on that. Yeah. Um, I maybe just uh, to kind of piggyback on that, you know, we are ramping up our forest, uh, our forest fuels reduction and habitat restoration projects from like thousands of acres to like tens of thousands of acres. So you're going to see some major changes in the next in the near future on that um we're just having challenges and figuring out what to do with the actual biomass um with it when we're when we're done energy removing it yeah so we're looking into biomass um utilization and then dealing with trying to assemble a local team of contractors that can actually handle that massive amount of work so we we have wonderful contractors that do like you know, 40 acres here, 100 acres here, but we need massive. So, so that's what we're struggling with right now. Um, not struggling, but we're getting through it. Um, so question real quick, yeah. the PCT hikers have already started to yeah. come up and so, said Kennedy Meadows is like already kind yeah. of washed out and, um, saw some photos of Kennedy Meadows. Doesn't look too good. Mm, okay. So warning to PCT hikers who are starting their journeys. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure where alerts are going to get posted yet. We're still working that, that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I may just piecemeal be posting stuff on our social media, on our Facebook, just to like get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm going to be working with our um, Pacific Crest Trail Association liaison and figuring out where we're like a central place for posting storm damages for hikers. Yeah. But um, it's going to be dangerous this year. I'm yeah. going to be frank. Yeah. Like hikers are going to be like river crossings and things. Yeah. And you're going to have to pack extra gear. Like it's yeah. going to be rough and, and you're going to, you're probably going to have to be using your ice axe and crampons more than you intended. Right. Fortunately, there's probably going to be a few deaths. I hope not. I hope not. I hope My not. husband I, and I, I hope not either, but. I hope not. My husband and I are trail angels. And so oh, we love. Where do you like to go? We love to hear the stories. You know, yeah. uh, we're always shuttling people into Red's Meadows Red's and back Meadow. up and, okay. and sometimes into Tuolumne, whatever. But right. Um, yeah. Some of the stories that they were telling us a few years ago about the river crossings and how treacherous it was. And they were holding each other, you know undoing the pass yeah. in case they fell in and holding each other across these river crossings. The water crossings are it's going to be gnarly. gnarly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's not worth it. No, it's... And yeah, and I would just overall, generally speaking, like just a caution to all of our visitors exploring the backcountry this year, just have a plan B. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just don't depend, like I know you, I know people have their hearts set on certain trails and they actually secure a permit and they're like super excited. Yeah. But I would maybe come up with a plan B 
that doesn't require a permit in case you need to abort your trip and you're mad and you're like, I want to make the most out of this trip. Like, what's going to be your plan B if right. you have to turn around on the trail and do something else? Right. Not not tent in our yard. <laughs> and pack out your trash. Pack out your trash, people. Yes. We are having massive increases of trash and camping supplies left in the wilderness. I'm really sorry about um, that. There's a few of us that go out at Shady Rest. Yeah. And with buckets of water, you know, and and when we see people with the fires, we're like, nope. Put them out. <laughs> You know, we live here. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. yeah. I know we're not supposed to on it. We're not supposed to, but I think we're kind of dark. We're, we're okay. Well, you're going to have to come back, good. Lisa, because there's so much that goes on within the Forest Service. I mean, we so appreciate Yeah, I'm going to call you. If you're going to be like one of my last minute ones. Our quarterly guest. Our guest oh, canceled tomorrow. Do. What are you doing? Heck yes. I'm yet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is. We're glad to be here. What were you going to call it? Whatever the heck. This Whatever the heck this is show. With All right. Jason Brown and <laughs> Stacey Powell. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's that time of the year, and Mule Days is just around the corner, May 23rd the 28th, Memorial Day weekend, with Justin Lawrence opening for Ned Ledoux in concert. Mule Shows in the Mike Booth Arena, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come on down, get your tickets at muledays.org.